Hello and welcome to another episode of Chiva, of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varro and this week I will be joined by someone besides Flo. Flo could not make it today, but I am joined by Rigo from uh, FMF State of Mind. Rigo, uh, introduce yourself to everybody. Hey, what's everybody? It's Rigo. Uh, some of you guys may know me from Twitter as r.a uh, or the Michelada God. Um, and I'll be uh, joining Varro today. Um, All right. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, the Chivas Morelia game and the semifinal from last night uh, against Monterrey. Quite the semifinal, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a little bit of touch and go there for a while. Oh, man, those first uh, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, I was sweating bullets watching that uh, game. Me too, man. I thought, I legit thought we were, we were not going to win. I didn't think, I mean... It wasn't until I put my jersey on that I was like, you know, <laughs> I think we're going to win now. And then, uh, but it was, it was definitely touch and go there. Um, but um, we can, we can start off from where you, uh, from where you want to start off. We can save the semifinal for later on. Yeah. Uh, just a quick uh, recap on why we've been on a, such a, I think we've been, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. And since then, uh, Chiwas has had two games and one that wasn't played because of the, uh, the infamous referee strike now. I was very disappointed. Honestly, that was a week that I was looking forward to. Uh, the game against Tigres. Yeah, I wanted to play Most, Tigres. Yeah, I want to play Tigres so bad. I just thought that Chivas were coming into that game uh, in very good form. And I thought Tigres, although they haven't been at their best, would still provide an ample challenge and, and would give really like a, a real outlook on where Chivas was in the league uh, in that game uh, based on the result that they got, I felt. Because they were, they were going to be playing in Tigres and Tigres is regardless of how they're doing in the league this year, they're still a top team with top talent. I thought that it would really give, a, a, give us a, a better outlook on how Chivas was heading into the final stretch of the season. But the referees decided to uh, take a break, and uh, it got, get, get game got postponed. Yeah, that game is going to be played on uh, later this month. Yeah, I think the 15th, which is, uh, I think, next Wednesday or next Thursday or something like that. This is Yeah, we have, a, now, we have a, like, a little rough stretch coming up. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough stretch. I mean, I, I feel like the injuries don't help either. Like it, it really affects the depth heading into this little stretch of games. Yeah, well, um, um, just to touch on the Chivas Toluca game, is um, Chivas played really well, but we did lose a uh, Brizuela in that game because of a a nasty foul from Sambuesa. It's funny that that game he was he was like playing amazing that game. He just I guess he was given the opportunity to start. Yeah. And he just had, he was having a great game, and um, it sucks that, that we had to lose him so early in the game, and then so early in the season. Um, I just hope he's able to come back for La Liguilla because he definitely provides the depth and on that on that right side. Yeah, I think um, the initial assessment was what five to six weeks he was gonna miss. Yeah, so it's um, been about three now, three or four. 
I always I always find it funny how like I feel like in soccer like players just are able to recover a lot quicker than let's say other sports like let's say basketball or football uh, and they'll have the similar in- injuries but they're just, I guess because they're not as I mean there's there's still a lot of contact but they just recover a lot quicker um, for example like Brizuela with his injuries coming back in five to six weeks as opposed to a football player with the same injury might take six months. Um, so I always find that pretty amazing how in soccer just the injuries aren't as long-lasting. Um, it also could be that because we're so into the seasons that it just makes it time go by so much faster. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we they play, like, once a week, and then we do have long breaks in between each season. So, yeah. kind of, you know, it's a, can't really tell. But the thing about, um, like, historically, Chivas, like, the last couple of years, they'll say a player's injured for a certain amount of time, and then he's gone for, like, a year, a year and a half. Or sometimes they even retire, like. So we don't really know if Brizuela will be back, but hoping, hoping he will. I saw I saw I saw a clip of him going to practice the other day. Um, I think he was still like hobbling, but yeah, um, I saw him going to practice. So hopefully he comes back soon. We need him. Yeah, we need that depth. It showed. Yeah, we yesterday. It showed yesterday. It showed um, Saturday against Morelia. Against Morelia, yep. Um, and you know, it's, this is a this is a pretty condensed part of the season and we definitely need that depth. Um, do you want to still talk about I guess what you guys did during the break? Uh, we had the Morelli, you had the Toluca game where we saw that got hurt. Yeah. Uh, some Buesa had the refer- had the referee strike. The referee strike and then uh, the Chivas Veracruz game, which was a. Uh, I expected them not to play down to their competition, but they did. They got it together in the second half, thankfully. But again, you know, it just shows Chivas. Uh, they're not. They're not consistent enough. I think that's been like that's been the, the biggest issue in the Almeida era has been consistency uh, for ninety minutes. Yeah, and then finishing up. Finishing up top, putting away, putting away goals. Uh, I feel like we're finally getting over the hump of not being able to score in second halves. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Um, but I think like complete playing a complete ninety minutes is still like something that we have not had yet. Maybe maybe last year last season's three zero uh, victory. Against America in the Super Clásico, um, was probably one of the few times where Chivas played a full ninety minutes on, in the Almeida era, where they played their game. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I, I'd even say the the Chivas Toluca game. I think we looked really good that game. Just Toluca showed nothing. I don't remember like one play where they. they I was surprised. Scored. I was we honestly just flat surprised. Out dominated them. I, I was surprised at how Toluca came up just because they they had been playing really well. Yeah. And I was surprised at how they came out. I, I definitely didn't think Chivas were going to win 2-0 or, you know, um, Toluca wasn't going to do anything. I mean, I think the Sambuesa 
uh, ejection definitely hurt them. Uh, I think uh, had some Wesson not been ejected, maybe the game goes a little bit differently. Um, but it was at first when I first saw the foul on Brizuela, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought the, like the goal, like the ref overreacted. I guess just the angle of where the, the camera was, it didn't look that bad. But then when I saw, saw the replays, it was it was it was terrible. Like yeah. he definitely caught like the whole back of his ankle, stepped all over it. Yeah, basically stomped, all over stomped it down. Yeah, and it was uh, similar to the Chucky Lozano injury that had just happened. Yeah, he had the same the same exact injury. Well, the same exact type of foul as him. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think under Almeida, it's just been it's just been an issue with trying to get um, a full ninety minutes of you know complete Chivas football, um, his style of football at least. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the the Morelia game, which wasn't really that great of a game, for being honest. What do, what do you think? was the main issue do you think i mean because i mean i'm looking at our, our our rundown here you do you think it was the international break rust or do you think that they went into that game thinking morelia's inferior competition to us we're at the top of the table right now and they just kind of let the foot off let their foot off the gas and by the time they realized that, you know, okay, we need to stop fucking around, it was too late. Like they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. I think it's a little, a little bit of both. I think they they had to know Morelia's in the, you know, fighting relegation. So they're obviously not going to come out and just let them let themselves be dominated. And Morelia was counting on the counterattack. They were pressing their back line, the midfield was not there but Chivas had maybe what two three chances of scoring that game it, it just it just wasn't a good game it wasn't they, they were they were completely off um I think under Almeida the red like the, the formula to beat Chivas is there which is press them really high mm-hmm. make them make mistakes play more aggressive than they do because Chivas likes to come out the back they'll they move the ball um they control possession but sometimes they do it really slow i i mean they're moving the ball forward and it's moving in, in a in a in a quick pace but they're not it's not like they're not in a hurried uh, i guess mindset so yeah, what, it's what, like I mean, a meticulous build up it's not a yeah Anything it's not like quick pace. strike. Yeah, it's not quick strike. It's pretty much just like you said, it's a meticulous build up. They're building up towards getting up there. And I mean, we saw it against Morelia. We saw it against Monterrey this week, which we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But pressing them really high and just playing one or two steps faster than them really gives them trouble. And which is what which is what Morelia did. Um for I mean, it felt like they did it all game. It felt like Morelia was just pressure, pressing them really high. They never let up. Um, I also think the substitutions that 
Almeida made weren't the adequate ones. I thought um, he took out Orbelin for... Who did he take Orbelin out for? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, was, um, it, was it Fierro? Fierro? I, uh, yeah, I believe it was Fierro. Yeah, I think it was Fierro. I think at that point in the game, I felt like... I mean, I just feel like you never take out Orbelin unless he's injured. I feel like you just never take him out. He did He did look off, though. I'm not going to sit here and... I think, uh, and, uh, I think Osorio broke him, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm sure he did. I'm sure. Like, he breaks every other Chivas player that he takes. Um, don't even get me started on him, please. <laughs> um, but he did He did look really off the whole game. He just looked like a step slower. Again, I think it, it, ha- I think it was a part of Morelia's game plan, which was to play really, really fast, at least in pressing the team. Um, but Orbelin just looked a step slower. But I still, I still feel like a player of his caliber, like you just don't take him off. And I like Fierro. I like the energy he brings in. But he doesn't provide the stability in the midfield that you needed at the time. Like my, in my point of view, I would have brought in Michael Perez. Wait, it, not. It, I just looked it up. It was. It was. It actually was a Michael Perez that came in for Pineda. Oh, Michael Perez. Yeah. For Pineda, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I feel like a total idiot then. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember it being that. I don't know. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now. It's at 58th minute. Michael Perez on Pineda off. And then 67th minute, Pulido off, and uh, Chofi's on. In my in my defense, I was drinking while I was watching the game, <laughs> so uh, you know, don't uh, don't uh, take me my take my words for granted. Um, <laughs> but I could have swore it wasn't it wasn't. Yeah, I could have sworn it was Fierro that went in too. But um, it was Perez. But it's still, you know, Perez is more of a defensive player. Doesn't give you that uh, offensive option breakaway that Orbelin does. He doesn't. See, okay, so that okay, that was my issue. My issue was he took out Orbelin for Michael Perez, and what I felt he should have done was taken off one of the forwards for and brought on Michael Perez. Because what you needed was that you because the way they were attacking you, you needed the stability in the midfield. Yeah, you needed and like that. An- you needed like an anchor in the back. Uh, yeah, defensive midfielder help out yeah, to help Agallito. Yeah, and he took out Orbelin, who's kind of like the connection between the forwards and the and the midfield. Oh, definitely him so, and him and Chofis. Yeah, so now you take out you take out Orbelin, you bring in Michael Perez. That connection up the middle is like lost, and that's what I felt was my, that was my issue with the substitution was I felt like he should have took out either Saldivar or Pulido and played with one striker and kept Orbelin in and then had two holding mids. I felt like that would have been better for the team, but I mean he's the coach and he does, you know, can't sit here and argue with Almeida. He ended, uh, brought us this far. Yeah, he ended the dark days. So. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to give him a little <laughs> bit of the benefit for the doubt. Um, 
but uh, that that's that was my biggest gripe with the substitutions. Um, and then, uh, I mean, the Pizarro one, Pizarro one was kind of forced because Pizarro got injured, which sucks. Yeah, and, uh, and it happened at like the ninetieth, like late, late, late in the game, eighty ninth. Yeah, and it was a non-contact injury, so I was worried. I was a lot more worried than. It came. It turned out to be so. We got yeah, lucky I think, there. Yeah, I, think. I think it's like two weeks, like ten to fifteen days that he's out. Yeah, ten to fifteen days was a what they said. So it's not bad at all. Um, I I I always I'm, I don't know if I mean you follow me on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a huge trophies fan. So whenever he's not starting for me, or like you know he's not playing, it's like. The end of the world. So I was a little disappointed <laughs> that that he that he stood that he started Fierro over Chofis. And everybody says it was because he was sick. I don't know. I don't know if, if yeah, uh, there were those... reports that he was sick. So if he I was don't know sick, I um, it's just I'll give him that. But I mean, yeah. when Michael Jordan played with the flu or a hangover, was, as some people was, may say, he was hungover, man. Chofis <laughs> 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 can play with the flu or fever or whatever as well. Or same <laughs> same caliber athletes. If you really think about it. <laughs> Um, I'm really, I'm really, a, a really big trophy stand. Um, but, uh, I think by the time he came on, there was little he could do. And I mean, it just felt like it just, that, that whole game felt like a zero, zero or a one, zero loss to Morelia from, from, from beginning to end. It just, I, I, I think we're going to have to blame it on the game being on Azteca America and not being in high quality television. <laughs> Because like Man, I hate you, Azteca America. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I cannot watch a game on standard television anymore. It's like nope. we are. I feel like I'm watching like problems. a like an eight pixel game or yeah. something. Like I'm going like, to like Super like a, Nintendo or something. I felt like I was watching on a on a, on a Motorola Razor or something. <laughs> um, and I felt like that was part of the reason we were playing so bad. We were playing on such. She was just like, "Why are we playing on such low quality television? We're not going to put our best foot forward." Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we got the point, though. It just felt like... Hey, a point away from home is a point away yeah, from home. You know, it's, it's, yeah, we'll take it. it. Yeah, we'll definitely take it. Especially I, I hate it. Because, um, you know, before before Almeida, these games always ended on a 89th minute loss. counterattack loss. That's yeah. how they would yeah. always end. So, a nil-nil draw, I'll take it. You know what? You know what's funny that you say that is that like, I'm so used to that. <laughs> um that it still always feels like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like that against Morelia, and it felt like that in the Monterrey game too. But the know. other thing that the other thing, I mean, I've been a Chivas fan. I, I, I probably should have started this in the beginning. I've been a Chivas fan my whole life. Uh, I'm, as far as I know, I'm a third generation Chivas fan. Like I don't know anything past my grandfather. Yeah. Um, but like since I ever, since I can remember, it it's always felt like either Chivas loses. In the 90th minute, or we tie in the 90th minute, like we go, we go down, and then like on a corner kick, we score like a goal that that ties the game with like 90 in the 93rd minute. It's always felt like that. So whenever we're down 1-0 or 2-1, I'm always expecting a goal, and then whenever it's a close game and we're tied and we're going into the final minutes, I'm always expecting the other team to score a goal on us, just beat us and just completely, like, give us a demoralizing loss. Yeah. It, 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 during, like, the 
before Almeida, that's, that was like uh, the Chivas uh, cliche, you know, it's um, 89th minute, 91st minute, and then boom, a counterattack out of nowhere, it kills you, and for so long, but now with Almeida in there, you know, I'm, I'm a little more hopeful, but in the back, it's still in the back of my, in the back of my head, like, you know, we're going to lose, we're going to draw, I mean, I mean, my, yeah, my biggest thing with it, with my biggest thing with with Almeida is like the possibility of a counterattack is always there, mostly because of the wing play. We're always our wings are always pushing up so high, and and then you know our our center backs aren't as quickly, especially like I guess Morelia. He started he started Carlos Alcido over over Jair Pereira, and I was like, why? I don't understand why he's doing that. Um, when when Carlos Arcido is just, I mean, he's still a solid defender, but he's thirty six years old. He was he was and actually like the man of the match. He was, though. No, <laughs> he was he was he was solid. The thing yeah, like a couple of clutch uh, clearances. The thing with 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 like being a defender is like, if you if you're good enough, or when you played long enough, where you can like time plays and. And, and you know your vision is still there, where you can see the ball before where where the ball is going before it gets there. Um, you're still you're still a quality defender. I mean, look at Rafa Marquez on the national team. We still yeah. haven't been able to re- find a replacement for him because he goes out and puts that green shirt on, and he's like ten years younger because he, the game just slows down so much for him. And I think the same thing happens with Sarcido is he that. You know he's played for so long; the game just slows down for him, and he plays really solid when he plays in the de- on defense. But I think I still think like, you know, he he goes up against a guy who's a lot faster, and he he might get caught, and that's what always worries me. Um, but I mean, not that not that Pereira is like that much faster than him because he's definitely not speed is not his game. No, I definitely think his not. Game, his, his game is timing, making sure that. Uh, you know he's reading the defense and reading, and, I mean reading the offense and reading the plays. And, um, but I was I, I was expecting Pereira to start. I was disappointed when he didn't. But Saxido once again, you know, goes out there and, and plays a heck of a match and you know proves everybody wrong. Well, at least me. <laughs> but with the Pereira, was his uh, his two game suspension is o- was over at that point? It was, yeah, right? it was over. Okay. It was over. Um, that Some was the only reason. That, that was the only reason that I could have thought that he didn't start, but he wouldn't have been on the bench either. Then. No, I. I mean, I. I feel like Almeida does this whole thing where, it's like, if you play on the Copa MX team, you don't play on the starter for the league. And I think because Pereira had been playing due to the suspension on yeah. Copa MX, I, I felt like that's why he didn't start him. But I just feel like you kind of, you got to go with your. You have to go with the best available player, I felt. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And, um, but, you know, Salcido is Salcido, and you need him to deliver, he delivers. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to wrap up Morelia. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so we tied. We're just we happy tied with the point. <laughs> I was disappointed that we that we that we uh, dropped to second in the table. We almost something about we almost kept it. We uh, almost did. We almost did. That that other um, team, uh, 
that shall not be named. Be oh, you, you, guys <laughs> you, got, you guys don't talk about them here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Corby is talking about. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, if you, if you ask Chaco Jimenez, he'll, let, he'll definitely let you know what he thinks of him. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I mean, Monterrey lost during the week, on the weekend. Yeah, and right after. I was, right after. I was hoping for Toluca to lose. I'm like, if Toluca loses, we can keep, you know, Super Leader. I, thought, I don't know, something about Super Leader that I just enjoy. Uh, that's just me. Because it had been so long. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny is, like, I remember, I don't know where the hell, I don't know where I was going. And I was driving and I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, if Toluca wins, Chivas is in second place. And that yellow team is in is gonna be in seventh place. And I, can, I was like and in my head I'm like I can already hear like the hot takes of the media. If if, if the league ended today, these two teams would swear off for the third straight league. And, and I swear to you, later that night I go on Twitter and I think it was on Ibision, because you know how on Ibision always has like, these oh, terrible man. takes. Yep. Terrible takes. Um that I, I I'm scrolling and I see it. Si la, si, si la liga terminara hoy, la liguilla, el partido sería entre Chivas y América. And I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. Like, we still have like five or six weeks left. Can we, you know, can we at least let the season get closer to the end before we start giving these hot takes? Hey, um, they got to, they want those clicks. I don't even want to tell you the one I saw today. <laughs> today I saw one that I was ready to, you know what? You know what makes me mad about Univision is that the, the guys who write the articles never like put their name on the article. That's <laughs> yeah, what makes me you, mad. Are like, you talking about the the percentage that uh, Chivas has of losing the Copa Max final? Yeah, how were the yeah, super super Univisimos like, or something like that? Oh yeah. my god, I wanted to fight everybody <laughs> at Univision. Like, I was ready to go to my local Univision station and just fight everybody. Like I was so mad, but I was at work, so I had to contain myself. Um, like it, I, I literally like I watched the whole thing on purpose to see if I can try and find the guy who wrote it, and <laughs> and then I looked for him on Twitter and I could not find him. Um, but they always do that stuff, and it makes me mad. I hope this does not. I hope this does not stop me from getting a job at an emission one day. I'm just saying, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Um, All right, let's move on to the to the better game of the week for Chivas. The semifinal, go by Mickey semifinal, and um, it started off with a heart attack. Jimenez, uh, who was it? Um, Ponce that passed the ball back to Jimenez, and Pavon almost, yeah. almost. He, no, he did take it. and He put it over the bar. Put it yeah, over he the put goal. It over the... Man, oh man, I... that's uh, oh, my heart just like I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be one of those games. I. I was like, immediately. I'm like, okay, he should have gone out with. He should have gone out with the starters, from, from the week. With uh, and Aris and with Cota. everybody, yeah, yeah, Aris, Cota, uh, Alanis. Um, I'm like, he should have just, he should have just done that. Like, there's no need for. Any of this other stuff. Any of this, you know, let's just let's wrap this cup up 
and get it out of the way. Yeah, but I mean, um, the player that had, you know, he'd been playing um, kind of the second string, the whole Copa, and then just to tell him you're not going to play anymore. I, you know, I think he, I think it was a balance. It was a balanced uh, lineup. No, and yeah. I, I get it. I, you know, Chivas has a, they, we have a deep lineup. Um, to the point where you can play both 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 cups, both tournaments, and have you know decent outputs by by both teams. But um, I just felt like in a game like this against a compet against a team like Monterrey, if it had been honestly, if it had been like we played Cruz Azul, like no no shades at Cruz Azul, <laughs> um, and their fans, they're, they're nice people, I'm sure. Who, wait, um, wait, for, who for some reason were talking trash about Chivas? I, I, still, don't, I still I don't get it. Like, I don't Probably because they watched that Univision <laughs> report where, like, we're the biggest losers, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, like, I wouldn't, I, I just felt like against a team like Rasul, I probably, I would have been, I was, would have been okay with that starting lineup against a team like Monterrey because they're so dangerous. Yeah. I, I felt like we needed to go out with, with you know, with the the top notch guys, and it showed right in the beginning with um, Bonsic, you know, throughout the whole game. I mean, pretty much throughout the whole game, he was getting beat up that side. Um, yeah. Whether if it was um, who was the one that came out for them that got injured, Bavon, Bavon, yeah. Or 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 I mean, Jimmy Chara didn't do much, but he's still pretty dangerous with his yeah, speed. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that Chara didn't rip us up. I, I I was surprised as well. I thought like. He, with his speed, I thought Bonte was going to get eaten alive. Um, yeah, but going back but, to the lineup, we have we have um, what do we have? We have five. Yeah, we have five games in fifteen days. Going back to the Morelia game, so we got Morelia on April first. We played Monterrey April fifth. Then on the eighth, we play Puebla, and then on the eleventh is the makeup game against Tigres. And then on the 15th, we play Pachuca. So if you're on May, I, I think you have to rest some of your players. You're not going to throw out your starters. You know, this is this is something for me that I felt like has always been an issue in Liga MX. And I don't know what it is about Liga MX and leagues on this side of the world where they have this issue with playing multiple games a week. And, like, because if you go, like, if you look at Europe, the top they, yeah. teams they, they play their, between their they play they play twice a week and their starters play like I mean Barcelona plays their starters on on Saturday and then on Wednesday or Thursday for Champions League and I mean they play I mean there might be one or two guys out but I mean your top your top guys are in there every week I don't know if it's a conditioning thing in Liga MX, or or what it is, or I don't know if it's a maybe it's a rule. Well, I've heard I've heard that there might be a rule where you have to play some of the guys, or you have to call some of the guys up that weren't called to the Liga squad have to be on the Copa team. Um, maybe that's why. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but it it always kind of bothers me when they're like, you know, it's 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 a very you know uh, it's a lot of games, short period of time, players are tired. I'm like that's your job, like. <laughs> yeah, it could be work could on be your conditioning. But. Yeah, like work on your condition. I mean, I I also understand in Mexico the air is thinner because of the altitude, 
so that makes it more difficult. I mean, so I don't know. I, it could be that. I could just be asking too much from the guys I root for. Um, yeah, well, remember, like, um, I think it was the last year of the Chepoera where uh, it was commented that Chivas players just weren't in shape, that they couldn't finish games. I don't yeah. think we remember that. So I think it comes down to conditioning. It could be. It could be. I who have where did I hear? They were somebody was trying to bring in like European style conditioning. It might have been. Might have been. It might have been Almeida, or it might have been um, Juan Carlos Osorio. Somebody was trying to bring in European style conditioning to Liga MX. Um, so you like the Chip Kelly of soccer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we do have, we do have. I I I can see why he's making the substitutions that he's making, um, and why he's starting the teams that he's starting with, considering the denseness of the schedule for this beginning part of April. Yeah, um, this whole month is uh, the whole month is actually tough. Yeah. Um, I just it just felt like especially in the in the beginning of that of the Monterrey game it just felt like things were going to fall apart and they were going to fall apart quickly because yeah, Monterrey Monterrey was like letting them like bring the the ball up like about a quarter of the field up yeah and then they were pressing and then they were pressing and I mean I, I you can't unless you're like Chile who presses for like 90 minutes um, it's almost impossible for a team to press 90 minutes. So I knew that Monterrey was going to tire out and they were going to give Chivas a chance. Uh, yeah. But it just On Twitter, just I felt, think I tweeted, uh, I was tweeting, you know, just with, just stand for like the first 25, 30 minutes and you'll be okay. And then I think like the 25th minute is when they actually scored. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that goal felt demoralizing. Oh man, it's, because I, it honestly, was coming. We felt we, it was coming though. Like, no, yeah, you, you saw it coming. It just, you, you know, what was funny is when they score the goal, Michael Paris clears it, but he had just made a really good play where he like to recover the ball. Like, I don't know, I don't remember who he beat. He beat somebody to recover that ball that he ends up clearing, but doesn't clear it well enough. And I remember thinking, wow, Michael Paris has been playing a pretty good game, uh, in in. Re- in <laughs> In recovering balls, um, pause, and um, <laughs> and he then he clears it bad, and I'm like, you know what, let me not say anything. Because I, re- I literally almost tweeted, oh, Michael Paris played so great, and then he passes that ball, and we get that counter. And then I think Ponce is the one that stays. Yeah, he stayed with Pavon and kept him with Pavon, onside. Yeah, kept him onside, yeah. Um, but you just felt that goal coming, and my thing was, Okay, they scored that goal, and it just felt like their a second goal was going to come because of the way they had been playing. Yeah, but, it felt like the floodgates were about to open. Like, yeah, I, I started having flashbacks of the that uh, that bad nightmare I had when uh, Chile beat Mexico. I don't know. <sighs> a lot of people seem to have this nightmare, but I don't know. It was so bad. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, man. I was, yeah. To be honest, I was at a fr- I was at a friend's house, like two hours away from my house, watching the game. And I was supposed to stay over there, and I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad after that game that I drove home at like midnight, yeah, like listening listening to ESPN Deportes the whole ride <laughs> home, because that's how mad I was after that game. 
So let's not get started on it. But I, it did feel like that. <laughs> but it, yeah, it that's what it like, felt like. Like the floodgates were gonna open. Like we're gonna open up because I saw no, I saw no answer. I saw no answer for what she was doing. Like it just felt like we had no midfield. Like we were trying to push our lines up, and they just kept like pressuring us, and it just felt like we were a step slow. Orbelin again felt like he was a step slow this game. Um, and Michael Perez alone didn't feel like, although while he was he wasn't playing bad, it just felt like it was too much for him in the midfield alone. Um, and then that left side of the defense with with Marine and Ponce just felt like, what are they doing? Yeah, there was um, the one play that I I got really scared was um I think Funes Mori put a he put Perez in the blender man he had him on the floor and then. I, it even looked like uh, Betis tried to like smack the ball away with his hand. With his hand? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when that happened, I was I like, would... "Oh my god!" Like I was, we got, and there was we still no so nil. I think. Yeah, Jimenez came and uh, popped the ball out with his hand. He like Jimenez... he managed to pop it out from Funes Mori. Jimenez Jimenez looks very like skittish. Yeah. Like very like I mean he he makes the plays but he just every every time Monterrey would shoot the ball or like. Or like, they would attack. It just, I just felt nervous for him in the goal because he, I just felt like he wasn't gonna stop it. Yeah, he doesn't um, like exude that like starter confidence. Like, no, he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't. And I didn't know, um, I didn't know until last night. But he's, he's like, he's twenty seven years old. I thought he yeah, was I thought, a young I thought goalie. He was young. I yeah, I figured he was, he was like, like nineteen, twenty or something. And then they, they they're like, this guy got his on. yeah. They're like, this guy got his chance really late. And I was like, what do they mean really late? This guy is probably like 21. And I look it up, he's 27. I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's just, he, he must have been just sitting there behind Toño and, and, and Cota and the whole Cota, time. Yeah. Um, and, but then it seemed like after that goal, I don't know if Monterrey thought, you know what, they're not doing anything. Let's. I don't know what they did, but they took their foot off the gas pedal and like. By a lot. Like <laughs> yeah. if they were driving, if they were driving at 100 miles per hour in the beginning of the game, they went down to like 25 miles. Yeah, and the intensity, the press, all disappeared. And even st- you know, and you know what? Even still, I thought, okay, they're gonna sit back now, and they're just gonna let Chivas pile on those crosses that I hate that lead to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's kind of like how the the first half ended though. It was um, you know, we started build we started getting the ball more. We started that little meticulous build up. We got like a chance or two. And uh, you know, going 1-0 into the half. I I personally I thought it was like I thought it was a great score to go into the half because of how Monterrey had played to start the game. Yeah, I thought it, I thought Monterrey could have had a lot more goals, and and I thought we got we got lucky there. So, but then the other thing was like, okay, we're going into the half. We're not a great second half team. Yeah, that that came up on Twitter too. Was, and uh, and I'm like, okay, damn. I'm like, who do you who do you bring in? You don't got, <laughs> you don't have you don't have Pizarro. Nope. You're, you don't have really, Brizuela. You don't have Brizuela. You don't have Cisneros. Nope. Um, your 
best player to bring is is Fierro. Yeah, Again, he Fierro. doesn't he doesn't he doesn't exude confidence. Man, he's, he, he needs to hit the gym up. I don't know what like he needs to gain some weight. He does. He does. <laughs> and, and like like you touch him and he falls. Yeah. And, and like he loves he loves running into like somebody pointed out how he loves to run into uh, laterales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he just runs like straight into him. And literally the first play he does, he gets the ball and he runs into I think the lateral on the left side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, who are we gonna bring in? And who do you take out? Like like in my opinion, I would have taken out again. I felt like we needed that control, that stability in the midfield. Like, Orbelli needed help. I would probably would have taken out Nestor Calderon, brought in Gallito, and let Michael Perez and and Orbelin push up. Almeida yeah, I again. I thought last doesn't, night was a Gallito game. He again doesn't take my advice. <laughs> um, proves me wrong once again. Um, he takes out Orbelin for Fierro. And that just felt like I, I, I did it. when he did that. I'm like, okay, we're about to lose this game. We're about to lose control of the midfield. Uh, but I guess I guess Nestor Calderon just plays a lot better in that centralized role, as opposed to on the wing. Um, and he did. He, I mean, Nestor Calderon. I felt like Nestor Calderon kind of just he he when he went to that centralized role, he kind of helped Michael Perez a bit more, and they kind of were able to gain control of the midfield. And again, Monterrey had sat back at this point. They were not really doing much. Yeah. Well, and also like we weren't showing anything on the on the left side before Fierro came into the game. Like as much crap no. as we give him, he added provides that speed, a, yeah. A depth that we needed because we were a one dimensional team up to that point. We were attacking on the right, on the right, on the right. On the right, yeah. And there was nothing on the left, so I guess that's what Almeida saw. Figured Carlos Fierro is the Copa Mekis god, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is, like, they take that long, they take the extra long intermission. Oh, like the, mind, takes some extra, the mind Yeah, games. the mind games. <laughs> the mind games. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I'm thinking, like, is he really doing this on purpose? Is he, like, holding up the game on purpose? And maybe he was. Maybe he was trying to, uh, you know, psych out Mohamed or whatever. Um, and then and then he makes that change, and it definitely provided an extra dimension because the first goal, although it wasn't Fierro, the first goal comes on the left hand side. I think yeah, uh, it was a, it might have been the corner that he drew. So yeah, he drew the corner, I believe, and then from the corner is like a, I think it was a set play where somebody receives the ball and they give it back to Chofis. and yeah. Chofis puts the cross in. And, he, and uh, Pereira hits it forward, and then um, Pulido hits the ball, and the Monterrey goalie hits Pulido in the face. Kicks him in the face. <laughs> yeah, and we score. Um, and, shout, shout, out to mean, San, shout out to Sanchez, though, for keeping him onside. <laughs> Yo, when I first saw it, oh my god, stop side. Yeah. I'd, oh my god. I was like, fuck. Oh like, we finally got a goal. This is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, as we finally get a goal, they fucking call it outside. And then, um, like the referee fucking points to midfield, and I'm like, it's a goal. I mean, like, and then, then I got all excited. Yeah, I was just oh, waiting. I was head. waiting for it to be called off. I was like, stop celebrating, stop celebrating. <laughs> and then Univision was like hard playing the fact that 
it was definitely an offside. Like everywhere you were looking, like it was an offside. It was an offside. Trying to play uh, it off that they didn't cover all angles. <laughs> yeah, that's what which, they were which, doing. <laughs> which I'm like, how does how does a, a, a TV company like when ABC are covering this event, and then in a stadium as technologically advanced as Monterrey, how do they not have cameras everywhere to cover every angle? I don't understand. Um, but thanks to Twitter, yep, we we were able to find images of where Carlos uh, Sanchez stays back. <laughs> um, so, but I don't know how you felt after the first goal. Well, when when it I was one one, I felt good because um, we had, like I said, I just wanted to get past the the rush and the intensity that Monterrey was bringing in the first twenty five thirty minutes. I figured if we went one nil into the half, we would be okay. Then the the Pulido goal comes, and I at that point. I thought we were playing. We were playing better than Monterrey. They, it was more. It was more on them to react than us because the pressure was all on them again. They're at home. They're. They had the better lineup, a more dangerous team. You know, they were dominating us. They should have been up, two nil, three nil into the half. So I think Chivas was just playing pressure free at that point. No. Yeah. I. I. I, I think that. Monterrey should have definitely been up by a lot more, and I think they felt the. I think they felt the pressure when Chivas scored more than Chivas did to get a second goal. They felt a lot more pressure. I think I think that pressure was kind of overwhelming for them because um, they weren't really able to like recover their game or bring it back to where they were at all. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like when you do come out with all this intensity, energy. You have you either like you said you either keep it up for ninety minutes or you're gonna burn out. Yeah, and they burned out. And then you get that play from Fierro, who he I mean he definitely he definitely uh, he came on and did work, Funny, and he so. gets that he gets that foul in the in the in the box, which I thought could have gone both ways to be honest. I, I'm I'm an honest I'm an honest fan. Uh, I try to be uh, I try to be as unbiased as possible. I thought that could have gone either way, and and you couldn't have been mad because the defender does does clip the ball, and when he clips the ball, it looks like Fierro kind of dives a little bit. Yeah, and it I felt gone like either way. I thought it could have gone either way, but it did. It doesn't. It goes obviously it goes penalty, uh, but and I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with it. Not just as a fan. <laughs> Of Chivas, but as a fan of soccer, I'm okay with the call. I'm not like sitting here and like complaining. And then like I was watching after the game, Mohamed never brings that up. No, Mohamed never is like, oh, both goals were controversial at all. Like he he literally he does not bring up those calls at all. He doesn't blame the ref for the for them losing. He put he blames it on you know them dropping intensity, um, which I thought I thought that was I thought that was great on his on his behalf. Yeah, that's big, big on his uh, yeah, side because um, he knows exactly. And, and like, and then, and I was honestly, I'm, I was still nervous when Saliva stepped up to kick because he's made like eight in a row, and I'm just like, I'm such a Chivas fan for so long that I'm just waiting for him to miss it. Like, yeah, this, just like how, the streak is gonna break. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna break. It's only it a matter of time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna knock on wood right now um, <laughs> that it's not because I'm talking and like he breaks it this weekend. Um, <laughs> But as a pessimist, 
or a realist that I am, like, I just always feel like he's going to miss. And then when Pulido steps up, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they did that again. Like, it's pretty oh, yeah. established that Chelo is, uh, yeah, is the PK taker. Like, I don't know why yeah. Pulido keeps trying to take it from him. I, that and that see that bothers me too. I feel like that kind of psychs out Saldivar a little bit. I mean, it hasn't to this point, but I feel like it will. I feel like Polito should just fall back and like into his role yeah. and score goals in play and worry about let Polito and let and let Saldivar take the PKs. Um, but that 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 does bother me. Um, so when he does that, I'm like, fuck, man, this guy's gonna fuck with Saldivar's head and he's gonna tell him to go one way and. Saliba had thought about going another way, and he's gonna fuck up the whole thing. We're gonna fucking miss the kick, and I'm be mad. Even uh, even when um, Pulido has stepped back, he he comes back to the spot and says something to Cello. And yeah, I was like, like, I was like oh my bro, god, I was like, what the hell did you tell him? Like, <laughs> probably told me better not miss. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably like, you better not miss, or you know that I'm taking the next one. <laughs> uh, he's so he's so damn egotistical. Yeah. Um, and uh, but no, but Salivar, cool as the fucking other side of the pillow, clutch, um, clutch, makes that makes that PK in perfectly, like no problem. And then we're up two one, and there's like ten, fourteen yeah. minutes left. I mean ten, like, like ten twelve minutes left. It was and uh, I literally six minutes, and then I think it was four of ag- ag- um, added time. So, yeah. like, 10, 10 li- to 12 minutes. I literally, I want to tell you that I watched that, those those last minutes, but I was looking away half the time. <laughs> like, I was playing with my dog. I was, like, on my phone. Like, I, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I could not watch it. I'm like, I'm like they're going to fuck up. They're going to do some Chiva shit right now. Oh, oops, I, pr- I cursed. I apologize. Uh, they're going to do some Chiva stuff right now. And um, I, I, I watched those last minutes just pacing back and forth. Like, just in front of the TV, just back and forth, back and forth, like, waiting, like, yelling, clear the ball, clear the ball, like, or knock him down, uh, everything, like. Do you, uh, I, I saw on Twitter, you saw it was, it was, you said it was your dad's birthday? Yeah. Were you watching with your dad? Yeah, I was watching with my pops. Oh, my dad probably would have gone to sleep. My dad is, like, he's so used to the heartbreak that sometimes he just doesn't stay up, like, if it would if it if it was one if it was 1-0 at halftime he probably went to sleep at halftime. <laughs> uh, he's just like so over the heartbreak that he just doesn't like succumb himself to that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um nah, we were so both like, up and like he he that's, he that's was, he stayed on the couch but I, I was just like I was just a wreck. I was walking back and forth yelling at the TV, clear the ball, like a bad pass when they were coming out the back. I was like, oh, what there are you was doing? One, like what are you doing? There was there was one where Saldivar had it, and who was running up the right? Was it Sanchez or Benitez? Somebody was running up the right by themselves, and, and Saldivar had the ball in the middle. And he went to the and left. He went to the left, <laughs> yeah. and he lost it. And I was like, no, like if you would have passed to the right, that probably would have been a goal. Yeah, like, I, was, I was going. Yeah, and then... Um, Fierro missed one too. Well, he didn't really miss it. The goalie came out and like they kind of like yeah. Um, when the, he beat the, the goalie, the defender, the goalie beat him too. Passed it back the and he almost caught yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, 
like just thinking about it gives me anxiety again. Um, <laughs> yep. But it, it, I, I'm glad we pulled it off. Like, it, it, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, Copa MX means nothing," but like, it it just feels good to be in a final and to be like have the ability to be able to to win like to win it again, possibly. It, it means nothing if you if you lose. If you lose, yeah. <laughs> Cause that's always Which, the the excuse. It's like, oh, we di- we didn't care about that cup anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. And, we and, so, and, and unless you, unless yeah. you win it, unless you win it, and then like, no. Nah, but I mean, I still think the league is more important. I'll trade all Copa Mexes. Oh yeah, definitely. for the for the twelfth for the twelfth cup, mm-hmm. uh, league cup. Um, but I think it's gonna be tough. I think I think Morelia demonstrated, you know, during the, during the week that they that they're, they're gonna be a, a tough competitor. And um, it'll be a tough game. I mean, luckily we'll be home, and um, and I think we should be able to pull it off. I think it'll yeah, also I think... depend. I think it'll also depend on this little stretch that we have in April because I think they already announced when the final is, right? Yeah, it's uh, April nineteenth, I believe. Yeah, April nineteenth. Yeah, see, it's it's a. Looking at the schedule, we got Puebla this week. Monte, I mean, Tigres midweek, yeah. then Pachuca, and then Morelia, and then Cruz Azul like afterwards. Like that's one, two, three, four, five, five games, six. If you count this, if you count yesterday's in like a three-week span, it's and probably the easiest game is Puebla. Out of all those. I I would probably give the guys some guys a rest <laughs> against Puebla. Yeah. Uh, but then it comes, get ready. it comes back to the whole uh, conditioning thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, just just don't rest Chopi. I, I just <laughs> even when everybody's like knocking him on, like he's not doing anything. I just I just, first of all I love watching him play. Um, I feel like his vision, the stuff that he does when he has the ball, like. Yeah. Me and Nestor de la Torre are like his biggest fans, because like ne- like he like he won't do nothing, and Nestor de la Torre will like go on for minutes about it. He'll be like, "Oh, did you see how Chofis como bajo el balón?" And I'm like, "I'm saying the same thing in my house." I'm like, "Did you see how you brought that down?" And, and um, I just like watching him to do, I like watching like watching him do stuff like that. It's not it's not that um, he doesn't do anything. It's just that I think he he's a player capable of just having that one moment. You know, he can change a game in one moment. It right, be, so whether I have, a pass I, or a, a shot, you know. I have in previous podcasts that I've recorded when I was with Sack Scumbags, in my articles, I always call him the Mexican Messi. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, because if you if you watch Messi play, there'll be there'll be instances where, I mean, now that he's older, like he drops back a lot a lot more because of the role that he plays. Yeah, but earlier on, there would be moments in games where he was doing nothing. He was walking around. And then he'd get the ball, and you'd see, like, a strike of brilliance. Like, the game, and then, so Messi, so Trumpy is the same thing a lot, where there'll be times where you don't see him. Like, the like, uh, Super Clásico, because of the way that he was, the position that, that Almeida had him playing, he did nothing that whole game. And yeah, then we, you'll have, we commented on, I think that was our yeah, first had, episode, we talked about that. He wasn't, he didn't have, a, a, he had a bad game. Yeah, he had him playing really bad. Um, mm-hmm. But then, but then, 
you'll he'll have games where like he'll give like he might not do much, but he'll give like a really good pass that could change the game. Or like against um, FC Juarez, where he had I mean he had an atrocious game that game, uh, which was the quarterfinals of the Copa MX. Yeah. And then and then he just gets the ball up the middle and he just has like a stroke of brilliance where he just fucking puts it right over the goalie from like Shredded thirty them. yards out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I feel like you get with him. So I feel like when you take him out, you're losing that because you don't have another player on your bench who can give you a strike a stroke of brilliance at any moment. Um but I'm, again, I'm just a big trophy stand, and that's what people will tell you when they <laughs> I, they hear me talk about trophies. <laughs> so, do you think trophies is past um, the super sub role and should be a oh, starter yeah. oh, the no. whole time? He should be. He should be. A, he should have been a starter since last season. I think. I think oh, part yeah? of the reason that I think part of the reason that we lost against America was in the in the playoffs was, and I don't know if it was Almeida's insistence or if it was from the front office, but whoever it was, it was their insistence of trying to get Guli Peña out oh, of his... Get Guli going, yeah. Yeah, try to get him out of his his rut that he was in, that he just was never going to get out, because that role that he was playing was Chofis' role. And he lost the position for no reason. Like, he just, one week, Chofis was starting, and the next week, Guli was starting, and, like, they, they just never gave it back to him. <laughs> yeah, that, um, was, that was rough. So, I mean, I thought Trophy should have been starting all of last season and all of this season. Um, I think he's way past his starting, his super sub role. I mean, I think he's like a season away from replacing Messi in Barcelona, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is all facts. I mean, I'm just not not giving you guys hot takes. I I really think this. Like, I'm really here to make about this. Um, so I think he's way past that. I think him and Orbelino are our best players. Um, I, I hope Chofis gets, he better get called up for the Gold Cup roster. Bro. I know he's not. Started. I don't think he's going to make when, the Copa America roster. Like, no shot. But if he's not on that Gold Cup roster, I don't know what what is watching, man. But see, but, but like, like, who do you think is better on the Confederations Cup roster than trophies, realistically. I just think knowing Exosorio and yeah, how yeah, he yeah. favors European players and um, veterans, he's not gonna he's not gonna bring them. I don't know. I, like I, I, a guy. There's like a couple people I want to fight, <laughs> like fist fight. Like Donald Trump is like one, and then it's like Juan Carlos Osorio, and then like the owner of the Forty ers I'm a big Forty ers fan. Okay. But like Juan Carlos Osorio might be like number like maybe number one right now, even though Donald Trump wants to build a wall. Like still, Osorio <laughs> might be number one, because um, he makes me so mad with his call ups, bro. And it's like, it's like you don't call up natural right backs. Natural yeah, I don't know like, And the Ch- Chapo better be on the Gold Cup roster too. Chapo isn't like, yes, he used to be a, a wing. But he plays. He can. He can actually play the right back position. He used to be and a, everybody ter- a terrible wing. <laughs> yeah, and everybody argues like, "Oh, but Salcedo plays the right back in in um, in Fl- Fiorentina. Fiorentina, yeah." 
And I'm like, yeah, but he's a center back. Like, it's his natural position is center back. He's not going to push up as high as... And Fasella uh, looks uh, hmm, kind of shaky playing that right back position. He does. Because like, he, 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 he doesn't feel natural there. I'm sure he, yeah. does, he doesn't feel natural there. It's, um, not his, it's not his position. I feel like Osorio is our Jurgen Klinsman. <laughs> like, trying to play guys out of position. And it's just not working. Um, who was another guy like that? I'm like, oh, Diego Reyes. Like, oh yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing against him because, like, I have nothing against him being a player of the like coming out of the yellow team. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's, people are like, oh, like, I, I tweeted one thing and shouts to the stray goat for retweeting me. Stop retweeting me, bro. For listening. Uh, <laughs> He, I retweeted something about Diego Reyes being trash, and it has nothing to do because I'm a Chivas fan and he's from America. Uh, it, I just feel like when he gets to the selección, like, like he loses all his powers. Like the monsters just take all his powers, and like he just doesn't play well. Yeah, um, yes, so yes, he in, scored a goal against Spanish, In Spanish, they say uh, "le queda grande la playera." Le, le, like, le grande la playera. I don't know how and to I translate just, that into English perfectly, but you know, it's like it's a. Uh, it's another level, and he can't reach it. So. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's guys who are, um, there's guys who are built for national team play, and no matter how they play on their clubs, and there's guys who are club players and just don't cut it on the national team. Like, like uh, um, the legend, Marco Fabian, the legend, Marco uh, Adolfo, Adolfo Bautista. Yeah, Bautista. Like yeah, man. He, he can never get it going with the selection. On the national team, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll take it back for you. I grew up, I'm showing my age, but when I grew up, Atlas was pumping out the youth in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And you had, you had when, the Rafa, when Rafa Marquez came out, you had Chato Rodriguez, Miguel Cepeda, uh, and Daniel Osorno. And out of those four guys, only Rafa Marquez could do it because those other guys would get to the selection and they just kind of dropped off. In their play, but when they were playing with Atlas, it was like a fucking different world. Um, Marco Fabian is the same thing. Marco Fabian is not, he's a very inconsistent club team player. He, he puts on that green shirt, and I just feel like he does work. But he's not given the opportunity because, you know, political reasons or whatever. Um, Oh man, Flo, but, Flo would have loved that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a big Marco Fabian fan too. I was so happy when he finally left. I thought he should have <laughs> left like a, a while back. Yeah. Um. um but um, there's just a lot of a lot of the call-ups that Osorio does. Just it makes me question, like, what is he? What is he watching? And as a lot of times, I just feel like he just calls the same guys over and over. And then he rotates them, and like, how how are you not calling up Cota as one of the as one of the starters for the selección when he has, I think he's given up almost the least amount of goals in the league, and he keeps calling up Corona. Like, I don't, and, I don't get yeah, it. Why get it. Corona's how do you, way past his prime, and he's playing like crap. I could have it's not. I don't get how it. How do you call up? How do you call up Alanis when he's not even playing? But. Pereira's the starter and the captain, and you're not giving him a chance. Like, listen, I'm not saying he needs to call up all Chivas players, 
No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Could he? He probably could. I'm not gonna sit here and like. We would have. We would have beat him. BS, you guys. BS, you guys. We all. We definitely would have. We definitely would have. Um, like, I mean, if you put like, if you put like, Chivas team and you like plug in like, Chicharro, like we would have won. Oh um, yeah, definitely. But I mean, there's a lot of he's like there's just a lot of guys he's not calling up. I mean, Cesar Montes from Monterrey, he's not calling him up. Um, that Eddie Gutierrez from Pachuca, he's not calling him up. But he calls Chucky, who's honestly he has shown nothing on the national team. He's another guy who I'm very close to putting in the Diego Reyes section. I mean, everybody loves him, and I'm just over here like, uh, okay, he's good on, the, on his club, but. Yeah, bring trophies uh, in, please. The Olympics um, was a clear uh, indicator of that. Yeah, yeah. You had to yeah. carry the team, and that team just bombed out of, bombed out at group but stage. He was supposed to be the star. He was. He was. He was who they were going to take. They want to build him up to be, uh, Tecatito, the next Tecatito. But uh, as far as on the on the national team, I just I haven't seen it yet. I get it. He's young, twenty one, but. Um, a lot of guys at that age are already, you're already seeing it. But then, I, I mean, it also, I think it also has to do with the fact that you're rotating players all the time. You're not, you don't have a consistent, you don't have a consistent lineup and guys are playing with different players and science, you know, in soccer players require consistency in their teammates. So they know how to play each other, how they move without the ball they know where their teammates, what their teammates are thinking, and where they're going. And I think Osorio's rotation doesn't yeah, you're allow not, for that. And not letting them learn their habits. You know, they have habits. Yeah. They have runs they make. You know, a connection that they need to build, and they don't get the they don't get the yeah. proper amount of time. And like in practice, maybe yeah, you could do it in practice, but it's way different when once you're playing a game. It's a different. No, yeah, it's a different it's pace. A different, it's a different different intensity. ball game. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't even know if we want to keep talking about Osorio. We, we, we could do a whole other podcast <laughs> on, uh, on just Juan Carlos Osorio in Mexico. We could call that one El Tri del Norte or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 I do hope that he calls up some of these guys from Chivas to at least the Gold Cup roster and gives them a chance to prove themselves. Um, and Man, I was I mean, excited I, for uh, Brizuela to make that Gold Cup roster. When he went down, ah oh, man, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, damn, he might not make uh, the Gold Cup roster now. Yeah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not going to go. Um, I mean, he didn't even call up Saldivar or Pulido this time. Nope. And that was disappointing. Um, not that they're both like... I actually... I Okay, here's a hot take. I think Saldivar is better than Pulido. I, I do too. <laughs> That's just that's just me. I think he plays the role that that Almeida wants better, which is that nueve, that that poste. Saldivar just plays it a lot better, uh, and I think he's getting he's getting better every single time I see I watch him play. Yeah, um, his, uh, his like I don't know what they call it in soccer, but his post when he like post it's like posting yeah, when he posts up on somebody. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's he's so good at that, like holding up play, like, building up play. Now he's getting so good at like. Receiving the ball with his back to the goal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking turn, about. Like, kind of like and posting then, and, then, and then turning on. Yeah, them. and then but then turning around on them mm-hmm. and and getting by them. Like he's getting so good at that now. Um, and I, I mean, I just think he's better, and I think he deserves a, a call up to the national team. Uh, I think Pizarro deserves a call up to the national team. I think he's been he's been aside from a, a game here or there for Chivas, he has been 
think he's been really, really good. He's been he's been worth what whatever they paid for him. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, uh, earning his money and um I I don't know. Remember there was rumors that uh the gold cup roster was gonna be basically Chivas. Chivas, yeah. And then Osorio, I, mean, I guess kind of I guess he has to. He had to kill it, but I still think it's uh, a full possibility. I think it's I think it's good for Chivas, to be honest. Yeah. Uh you get you pretty much get free um you know, like training for for the team. Like early or, or early training for the team uh heading into the next season after we've won our twelfth championship. And uh and, go and then the you 13th. know they go <laughs> then they go and then they go win the gold cup and you know they're 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 in shape and they haven't, you know, dr- drank too much. Because uh, they've been playing. Um, well, Marco Fabian's not here no more, man. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Or Guli. Or Guli. Um, so. But uh, we shall see what happens there. All right, yeah, we've man. already gone. We've already gone in an hour. Over an hour. An hour and uh, almost fifteen. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Um, no, nah, I think we're good, right? I think we're good for tonight. Just, right, uh, we'll wrap it up with, um, the next game that's, uh, against Puebla on, uh, what is, it? is that Saturday night? Yeah, right, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday I mean, I think... Uh, at home. I think we should, I think we should, Saturday night at home, I think we should win it. Um, it shouldn't, I don't think it should be that big of a... I mean, it's it's kind of a trap game to where we could lose, like the Morelia game. Um, but I think we should win. I think it should be an easy two two zero victory. I, yeah, I think we're on victory. we're on such a high after this Monterrey game that should be a walk in the park. Yeah, should be unless we play down to our competition again. No, I I feel like what they feel like we'll, feel like against Puebla. I feel like we'll. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the we'll, we'll get the job done, and we'll get the job done early. I I, I think and I hope. Um, but we'll see. Um, uh, man, so to, to wrap up, yeah. just uh, let them know where they can find you on social uh, media on FMF. You guys can uh, find my writing on fmfstateofmind.com. Uh, sometimes I, I haven't really been writing lately, but I I'm, I promise. I promise I'm going to come back with a really good hot take article. I just, I just haven't sat down and written it. Won't tell you guys what it is. Uh, but you guys can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's R D O T A Y E R dot A. Uh, you guys can go on there. There's plenty of slander and hot takes and trophies love. Um, and thanks, Mato, for having me on. Um, hopefully, you guys can invite me back on again, and I will. Uh, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity. Yeah, man, we'd uh, definitely like to have you on again. So just uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you guys can follow me on at underscore dos uno, D-O-S-U-N-O. And uh, if you're not following the Chivas del Norte Twitter account, you should follow that too. All right, guys, we'll be back probably Monday or Sunday, hopefully, for the recap of the Chivas Puebla game. We'll catch you guys later. Later, guys.